recording in progress um i was a minute late because i am um, needed to make my coffee ah uh, see i'm not drinking coffee still so i just grabbed a glass of water i mean it's not the same though is it it's not i mean this morning i did have my mushroom my mushroomy thank you harmonic arts sponsor the podcast please the um, wellness beverage my wellness beverage it was delicious it was it's a kickstart so it does have caffeine in it it's got yerba mate tea and dandelion root and and chicory root yeah you're, you're saying looking too, you're saying too many you're looking at me and you're like that sounds like dirt i mean it does sound like what i might have in the garden i mean i'm not against that i'm saying that i mean this makes me sound like all i do is like eat mcdonald's which is not true and i hate mcdonald's no, no. um my coffee is um from nomad nice the um so obviously um hannah who works at nomad she is the f- first person i've ever come across who knows how to grind it to the perfect whatever that makes the best home espresso Ooh, yummy yeah, so um shout out to hannah shout out to hannah but yeah it's a good it's a good coffee it's their blend as well it's really nice 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 so how's life em life's pretty good i can't believe how much oh, gosh this is so boring but oh my god the year is flying by <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying it in that voice because i feel like that's just something everybody says for small well, talk. We're at that time where we get to do that whole um, let's talk about this in 2024 kind of thing, right? Circle back after like, the holidays. That's it. Let's circle back yeah. after the holidays. We're, we're pretty much in that time, right? It's um, it's yeah. what, five weeks now until Christmas. And I've, I'm actually taking two weeks off over Christmas. Good for you. Especially if you work with Americans because they have American Thanksgiving happening. So everyone is just in holiday mode, but I, I'm having a different experience this year where that's not really the case for me, but also, yeah, it's quite different. It's your first year, not in any kind of job retaily or anything like that. Hey. Yeah. And we're doing some like strategic planning for next year. So it's actually kind of creative and exciting, but also I actually have space and I'm in Vancouver to be able to enjoy holiday activities as well. So mm-hmm. this weekend, I'm going to do some crafting at home, some holiday crafts and decorate the house. And we've also got a lot of birthdays we're gearing up for too. So a lot of fun parties um, over the next few weeks, basically all the way up until Christmas. So I'm looking forward to Christmas week itself because I think that's going to be the most chill part, but the lead up because John's birthday is mid-December everyone a lot of people I know a lot of Sagittarius is in my life so how does that feel I'm I love a Sag <laughs> <laughs> I am we don't have many birthdays like there's a couple at this time of year um it's one of our previous guests birthday today it's Talia's birthday today <gasps> happy birthday um, Talia so happy birthday Talia um but yeah so uh, we don't have too too many and um I think though as much as it's like oh, it's weird to think about, you know, like you just said, the year has flown by. Um, I feel like that's all we can really say. Oh my God, the year's gone so fast, but at the same time, it's really dragged. I don't know. I feel like, I feel <laughs> like that's for just... 2024, new year, new me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. We've got the new year, new me thing. Do you do, um, do you do new year's resolutions? No. I was going to say, we I don't talked about this on the pod before new year's resolutions. I don't think so. Maybe not. Um, are you on no. another podcast, Emily? 
<laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't have time. Um, no, I don't really. I mean, kind of, but not really. I think we might have talked briefly about this in September when I was saying how September feels like oh, it's the start of a right. new year. We were talking about September being a new. Okay, that's why this. That's like why it might feel familiar. familiar. Yeah, because yeah, your new year was in September. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, do you think we should start doing birthday shout outs on the pod? Have email your birthday into unveilingtheordinary at gmail.com and we'll give you a shout out. <laughs> no one's going to do that. <laughs> if somebody does, I'll personally send you a gift, birthday card. Gift. Oh, I like how you quickly change because, that. Because, no, 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 not a gift, just a card. Well, because I don't know what they might like, depending on who they are. I mean, does this go for the shout outs we've already done? They, no, this is only if people email us in. Yes, they have to email us their birthday. We'll do a shout out on the podcast. And hopefully, let's say the first five people will get a card from me <laughs> because I can't send more than that. It's going to get crazy if we have a lot of listeners. You think you're going to have more than five people who want to shout out? Yeah, we're blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> I love the I love the faith. Um, okay, well. Um, good luck with that, Emily. I'm glad that's something you've committed to and not and it's not an us commitment. Here's my New Year's resolution. There you go. There's your New Year's resolution. That's that's quite funny. Um, yeah, well. But in all seriousness, I actually do. I am excited to sit down and, and write some Christmas cards and do some things for friends because I feel like the last few years have been chaotic at Christmas time and I've barely had even time to just text someone Merry Christmas or, you know, Happy Holidays or whatever. So... I'm excited for a bit more of a meaningful holiday season and less of a last minute. Oh my gosh, it's Christmas in five days. Yeah, that's that's fair. Mm-hmm. I like I like to be prepared, but then you kind of forget how much Christmas costs, you know? I want to be one of those amazing, you know, those there's like different levels of people. There's the people who like wait until January and like get everything for the following Christmas, obviously at half the price kind of thing. And I'm like super impressed by those people, but also I don't want to store that shit for a year. Um, no. And then you've got the people who like start in like the summertime and you're like, they've already picked up a few things over. And I'm just like, I don't know any of these people. I, I, I know a couple of these people. Okay. Okay. Um, I am not one of these people. I I would like to move to a point where instead of going all out for Christmas, like you just get someone a, a little just thing to show that you were thinking of them. It might be something you've made or whatever, just something really tiny. But it's the birthdays where you kind of personalize something and get something more meaningful, I think. That would be I nice. agree. I agree. And then it we're... spreads the cost out throughout the year too. Yes. I think we're inundated with stuff. But my family have all birthdays around christmas time december and january so thank you well, yeah it's just expensive for you helpful anyway. but yeah <laughs> i'm in july perfect i was perfect. gonna say you're fine you're miles perfect. away from the winter perfect uh what have you been up to this week sus um oh well i had to go to the dentist didn't i i am um, yeah. i used to have the biggest fear ever of the dentist and i feel like a lot of brits can definitely you know they definitely feel the same about this and I don't know I think as much as like healthcare like obviously healthcare at point of service is like free in the UK and in dentistry it's like subsidized heavily and you don't have to pay a lot at all um but I don't know if that's why it's just it's just never in my opinion I've never been anywhere very good um so always just became somewhere as a kid my mom made me go to the dentist obviously like 
once every six months or whatever for a checkup and I would get stuff done as you needed it and then like as soon as I turned 18 it was like right cool I never have to go to the dentist ever again I Um, did the same thing I don't think I went for four years oh well I got to 10 wow I didn't have Um, benefits for a little bit too so I think that was also a, a good excuse I mean that's fair I got to 10 years and then so this was now in 2018 and I realized I got like a toothache and I was like oh I'm gonna have to um do something about this so I had had to go and get a root canal this was when I was in Calgary so it was my first time experiencing dentistry outside of the UK and it's so different obviously it's like a million times more expensive but it's just so much better everything about it is so 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 much better so I did that and I kind of I was a mess though like when I had to go because it was the first time in 10 years and I'd built it up in my head to be something so 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 scary I literally just cried at the dentist because I was so scared and I made Matt cancel he had to put back one of his work trips because I was like I can't do this by myself and I'm like lying in bed the night before like full-on like crying about it like this grown adult full-on crying about going to the dentist so pathetic um and so obviously I went because I had to because I was in pain and they fixed it and then obviously I was completely fine um and then I was like you know what that wasn't so bad um, because it was such a different experience. Like I'm literally lying there. I have my headphones on. I'm listening to music. Um, I've got, you know, the happy gas coming in through my nose. Everything was <laughs> fine and dandy. Um, and it was just such a better experience. So I was like, I should do this. And then I didn't. And and then, you know, um, I was like, I should go on the regular. And I, I just didn't again. And then obviously last year going through like breast cancer and everything, mm-hmm. I'd I wasn't thinking of the dentist at any point during that time. So yeah. then this time around, though, um, on the same tooth on the other side, I got a toothache and I knew exactly what was going to happen. And I knew I was going to need a root canal. And I wasn't scared at all. Like, not even, not even the slightest little bit to the point where I was like, right, OK, booked a dentist appointment there and then went in, got them to look at it. They gave me some antibiotics. Two days later, I was in for a root canal. I'm lying there. No happy gas. Nothing weird needed. I just lay there for two hours while I did the root canal and the filling. And I came out and I was like, yeah. And I was like, really <laughs> proud of myself. And like, I know it sounds utterly ridiculous, but I was so scared before. Um, So that was my week. And I know that was totally not a fun story. And for anyone who hates the dentist, I'm sorry. Um, But I, my moment this year, I guess my big revelation this year is I am no longer scared of the dentist. That's huge. 35 years old. <laughs> That's huge. That's amazing. I That's my win, you. Emily. Amazing. That's so good. I have never actually, well, maybe I experienced the dentist in the UK when I was a kid, but I don't remember it because I was seven when we moved here. So I've only experienced dentists in Canada, but when I was about to get braces on just before I was about 13, uh, 14, 14, um, they pulled seven of my teeth. I have Mm -hmm. a small mouth and they pulled four adult teeth and then three still existing baby teeth. And I just remember that happening in a very short window. They did one side was like four. The other side was three. They did one side at a time, but just so much work going on in my mouth that Mm -hmm. plus braces. I, after a while, I was like, I just don't want to see anyone who has to put their hand in my mouth for mm-hmm. a while. <laughs> That's fair. I was very lucky because I know it's important to get your, your, um, mouth checked. Um, so I was lucky that not going for a number of years, I was fine. I went to the dentist and they're just like, Oh, you know, a bit of plaque buildup, but you're good. You're healthy. So I was like, thank goodness. 
but mm-hmm. um yeah i i agree I, I don't love it i don't love it but i don't hate it as much anymore and i like that the technology has gotten better that they don't have to do as much as the poking and prodding it feels like it's a bit yeah, more seamless even- now even the root canal from this week till 20 from 2018 mm-hmm. there was new like I was like what's that noise what's that like I'm that person who yeah. you know I'm like tell me everything that you're doing what's the noise what's happening blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I must annoy um, the crap out of them but um I also experienced I didn't need braces as a kid but I nearly did and they did the same thing and they pulled out so many teeth yeah. um and then my I guess everything kind of like I had like overcrowding so there was far too yeah, many same. teeth so it was like okay you're gonna need a brace um but then once they did the the extractions uh, everything just kind of like spread out a bit and enough mm-hmm. that I didn't need the brace anymore oh that's amazing good for you so I was I was say and then it meant that when I turned 18 I had enough room my wisdom teeth all came through at the same time um oh, see, I, was and I, say- I mean I was in a lot of pain for a few weeks as they were coming through but they all came through like literally I got them x-rayed and they all came through perfectly straight um so that was my saving grace Oh, teeth gods were with you. See, I was going to say shortly after I got my braces off, I I get an x-ray and I'm told all my wisdom teeth, all four of them are growing sideways uh, right into my other teeth. get them teeth. pulled out? All four at the same time. Oh they my God, Emily. They get into my gums and get them pulled out. So, you know, by the time I'm 17 and all yeah, of this you has are been done. done, I'm like, no, <laughs> don't touch my mouth. <laughs> Just don't come anywhere near my face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So... Oh my god! I'm, I'm so a little glad. sensitive to the to the teeth to teeth conversations. Oh, I feel bad for anyone who has to have wisdom teeth pulled, but um, uh, yeah, John did it um a couple of years ago, so I had the privilege of picking him up. Um, big and it was cheeks. quite funny. He actually his face looked fine, of course. He just looked totally fine. It was more the wearing off of the um the sleeping whatever it's called mm-hmm. the um yeah okay the anesthetic anesthetic thank you that's the word uh, that was quite funny I was driving him home and his feet were on the dashboard and he was going <laughs> he was giggling all the way home and it was so great oh boy that's so funny well speaking of John uh, um, I, that was my that was what I was hoping you might say speaking of John he <laughs> it's pretty cool because we have him as a guest this week we um, do we do so, Emily why don't you let's let's you introduce John to us a little bit yeah, I'll first start by saying we had a funny situation yesterday where I was driving home from work, hoping to make it back in time to record this. And there was just wild traffic. And so I ended up sitting in traffic for almost two hours and called Suze called me and I turned around and went to her house because she lives on the north side of Vancouver, whereas I live in Burnaby across the bridge, across the water. So we actually recorded this episode right beside each other after her husband Matt our previous guest had fed us dinner so it was a lovely evening um and it, it, it proved... turned into a lovely evening Newt yes. sitting on our laps yes. getting joint strokes totally we'll do our best to make sure the editing sounds great but I think the audio turn this weekend so yeah exactly <laughs> so I think hopefully the audio is okay with both of us on one mic but John so John is my partner um he we've been together for six and a half years. And, um, we live together now in Burnaby and we met in Ontario and he is, um, yeah, just ever since I've known him, I've 
always been so impressed by the things that he can, you know, just pick up and do and things that he's interested in. And he puts so much dedication and detail into getting to know how to do things. Whereas I am like such a skimmer and I'm just like, let's just find the easiest way to get this done most efficient way. And he'll just go into all of the details, which makes it a great, makes him a great craftsman. Mm -hmm. Whereas I do not put as much attention to detail when I'm doing those kinds of things, building things, that kind of stuff. So Ikea furniture is about as far as I go. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So when I met him, we would, he just kept telling me all of these things like, oh yeah, I made, made this out of leather or he brings his guitar over to my apartment in Toronto. Oh yeah, yeah. I made this guitar and I'm just starting to learn all of these crazy wild things about him. And you take John to a party and he's like, oh yeah, I built that. And I do that. And I did this. And I'm like, oh, this guy's so much cooler than I am. Like no one wants to talk to me. <laughs> Everyone wants, wants to talk to John. And then he jumps on the camper trend, which I think he was ahead of the curve on that one. Mm -hmm. And he, this was uh, about a year after we started dating, he decides to renovate a camper. So we go into conversation about the many projects um, and really only a handful of what he's done throughout his entire life on earth. Yeah. But um, we go through the, you know, the three main, main things that he's worked on and that such impressive things to have done, you know, before you even turn 30. So that's, yeah, this is part of our conversation. So if you're the kind of person that's interested in, um, you know, jumping into a new craft or a new activity. John didn't even talk about how he got into sourdough bread making either. Like that was a whole thing too, at one point. Um, so <laughs> before COVID, before I the trend. Like, so he's before the trends, which is and good. Beer I mean, making and beer making. <laughs> of course. <laughs> With so the cumber thing, it's a good job with the cumber thing because they're so expensive now. Obviously, COVID mm -hmm. obviously rank like yeah, put the prices of those up like crazy. Um, and I feel like that trend is still going strong. Um, so if you want to buy anything even remotely sound these days, it costs a fortune. Um, and then obviously, like you say, sourdough that came, that became a thing through COVID. I know I know sourdoughs always existed, but like it became a popular talking point over COVID as people were trying to perfect it. I did not. I didn't even attempt it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he's the, he's just the kind of person that seems to be able to turn his hat like anything he gives a go. He just. Yeah turns out to be like genuinely really really good at it um and it's it's kind of cool because by trade he's an electrician so mm -hmm. he's obviously very like careful and particular about what he does um so I think it kind of makes sense that it lines up with with crafty things don't you think absolutely and if you ever meet his family they are the same his brothers are very great mm -hmm. with building things and creating things with their hands and their minds and his oh, mother talked about his mom a bit his yeah. mom is so creative and and we have some of her paintings in our house and nice. um cross stitching and yeah she's she's wonderful too and I know her parents um I think her father was um very good with with creating and crafting and all that kind of stuff so yeah he definitely comes from a line of creative people creative human beings and it's a great outlet for him to uh yeah, to get into to get his like energy and creative juices flowing. It's it, all of these are awesome outlets. So um, I'm excited for everyone to hear the conversation and learn a bit more about him. Yeah, I think um, it's a lot of fun and it's it's good inspiration, too. Yeah, I always joke that um, I used to work in my previous role. Uh, with a lot of uh, influencers and ambassadors, and they're all very outwardly 
you know, on their Instagram profiles or their websites, what they're doing in the community. And I remember speaking to one of them about John and John doesn't really publicize a lot of that. Ah, he doesn't, he does. Keeps it very so quiet. I always call him like a, this closeted influencer. Mm. <laughs> he could be well-known, but he just does it because he loves it and he doesn't do it for others. So, which I, which is great. No, that's cool. Is he the kind of person that, um, if, if he isn't doing anything, he gets a bit stir crazy a little bit, but I think he's learning how to chill. I've taught him how to, you know, have a, I mean, he actually has taught me how to chill too. So we were a good balance, but he, he would always try to do things until they were absolutely done. And now he knows how to put things down and go back to them the next day. And he has recently embraced reading books and having baths in the last couple of years and drinking tea. So he's definitely learned this balance of going hardcore into a project, which is awesome. Like we decided a few weekends ago to renovate our, or reorganize our closet. And we like together, put our brains together. I initiated it with the materials and he built the whole thing and we did it in like 24 hours. And that's the kind of things that we can do together, but then we also know how to chill. So it's been a balance for sure over the last six years. That's cool. That's really cool. Awesome. Well, should we give it a listen? Let's do it. Cool. Let's listen to John. Whoa. Okay. Check me out. This is a new look. Check you out. Full on modeling it. Is it because you were jealous <laughs> of my hair? I feel like you're going for the same thing. <laughs> yeah that's what I was thinking I don't think I've ever tried... seen you with short hair before mm-hmm. yeah it's been like five years why did you fancy the change ah oh, just I don't know cleanliness ease basically utility I think having shorter hair quicker it looks drying. good this is what he looked like when I met him oh, okay and he was inspired by your new do I mean of course yeah um it looks good I approve thank you I know that's what you were hoping for. <laughs> I told Suze we had a surprise and she doesn't like surprises. No, so I got nervous. Yeah. This is a pretty subtle surprise. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to keep this quick, rolling, tight, tight. We're going to keep it concise, um, as ChatGPT says. What? Because we're getting later in the day and we're mentally both. Yes. Getting done. That's correct. And John probably and just. And John probably hasn't eaten anything. Yeah, I was going to say. Feeling good. Feeling okay. good. Okay. Um, cool. Shall I get started? Yeah. Let's go for it. Okay. John, I had a fun question for you, or I hope it's a fun question. Um, I want you to imagine you're in a parallel universe where <laughs> instant smile <laughs> on your face. You're like, I've done this several times today. Um, you are in a parallel universe where everyone has a theme tune. I'd love to know what, I feel like this is one of those questions you ask on like blind date. Do you remember blind date? I don't, um, I don't think I could answer this. <laughs> where, what would your, tune? what would your theme tune be and why? Theme song if you're North American. Sorry, theme song, whatever. Do I get to make it up or it has to be an existing song? I'd love for it to be an existing song. I told you he'd oh. want to make up his own song. That's fine. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> I get it. I, I feel... would make up my own too. But in this instance, you need to choose a song that already exists that's going to follow you around. Whenever you went over a room, this song is going to play. Oh, man, this is a tough one. I feel like I want it to be like 
most people would call it DIY, but I think it's a bit nicer, more craftier than DIY. A lot of his projects. Oh yeah, that's fair. Yeah, craftsmanship, probably craftsmanship, a better word. That makes sense. Well, I um, I think DIY one thing... artisan. Maybe ah, artisan. Artisan. There you go. John likes the word artisanal. Artisanal it makes just things sound, sound good. Like it makes nice things sound threads. fancy. Today he went to an artisanal sofa store because we're on in the search for a new couch but they informed him that it's not called a couch it's called a sofa yeah the lady actually corrected me she said we don't call them couches here we call them sofas did you then walk out realizing that's not the place for you i was like damn these are some nice sofas this is what <laughs> <I said to. laughs> what's the difference i think uh i don't know couch is a trashy way of calling a sofa i guess mm, okay they price just... tag I was gonna say they just don't like the word okay I mean fine um well you've done some cool stuff and one of the things that I'm interested in because I want to do something similar at some point is you spend some time refurbishing a lovely bit of I'm gonna call it Canadiana right it is isn't it artisanal it's a prime prime piece of Canadiana for sure um, it is a prime piece and you've totally converted me because I want one um Am I right in saying that they were made in Alberta? No? They're made all over Canada, actually. Okay, but I know were, this somewhere I not too far away. they were founded. They were founded in Winnipeg, I think. Mm, okay, okay. Manitoba. So, I think that's the, the birthplace of them, yeah. So we're talking about the lovely little bola. So you got a bola that needed some work. Um, Kind of before... The whole doing of camper vans took off, I would say, for the most part, right? Um, can you tell us why you wanted to do it and what you ended up doing? Um, also, does your bowler have a name? Mm. Does the bowler have the name? No, the bowler is just the bowler. Okay. And we kind of say, like, the bowler. That's what we say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, the way that we kind of came about getting the bowler was kind of a kind of a roundabout way. We were kind of shopping around for maybe a van or a vehicle. It wasn't necessarily a trailer. Um, and then I ended up falling upon my truck, bought that, and then buying a van was kind of out of the question because I don't want to have to maintain like two engines. Yeah, and two cars, two, two things that need to be kind of worked on constantly, I guess, especially if they're older. So then I thought, you know, something small, something light, we can tow behind the truck and then, uh, you know, nothing too big, right? Because I had to store it in my driveway. Okay. So I actually bought a uh, Cadet, which is this, this like European camper. Um. And it needed a ton of work. I bought it in Toronto at the time. And then I actually brought it home uh, with my parents, Honda Civic. And I towed it on the highway on the Gardner Expressway going like 60 kilometers an hour, getting honked at by everybody on the way back to, <laughs> on the way back to Oakville. And the, and the thing had like no windows in it at the time and a bunch of parts just like rattling around inside of it. Um, and uh, that thing was a nightmare. It needed so much work it, it needed all these parts from from europe and uh so 
I got I got kind of going on that and then like quickly like super overwhelmed. Um, I probably had it for maybe like three weeks and then uh, yeah, I remember just yeah starting to get that thing going and just being like overwhelmed and being like, oh my god, how am I gonna? I had to build I would have to have built everything on the inside and uh, so then I started kind of shopping around and then I saw discovered these things called bowlers which they're basically uh, fiberglass um, they look like a just like a giant egg and then they sit on a frame that's like a boat it's pretty much like a boat very simple and it had all the cupboards in it and everything so I abandoned ship on the cadet bought the bowler and I was trying to buy it on me and Emily's second anniversary <laughs> um <laughs> the exact day um and i remember that didn't oh, go over first. so well it was, was our it first. our first anniversary yeah, it's our first. Oh, yeah. okay shit so our first anniversary <laughs> i was like this is an emergency i have to we had plans i i had to go it was like in Erin, ontario or something like that like an hour north of where i lived at the time um and then I think I ended up convincing the guy to hold on to it for a couple of days because it was a hot buy. Like people were people were really wanting to buy it off this guy, but I, I somehow convinced him to uh, to let me to let me buy it and like wait for maybe a day. So it was your first anniversary. You needed you persuaded this guy for some reason. You charmed him. You fluttered your eyelashes and charmed him into selling it to you because he didn't want to piss me off because I had booked off early that day and I had planned something for us in Toronto. Oh. And he called me and was like, "Do you think I could just go get this and we could do this another night?" And I was like, "No, no way." I'm like, "You don't know. You don't understand. This is this needs to I happen. Didn't, I didn't this understand. needs to happen." And if I had yeah. known what we would have experienced later on in life with the bowler, I probably would have been like, "Sure, go get it." But it was only your first anniversary. Exactly, it was fresh. Yeah. yeah so it worked out. The guy let me let me buy it. I, I drove out there. Um, yeah, bought it. I remember doing some tests. Didn't know anything. I like started spraying water on it. You know, I wanted to make sure it was going to be like leak proof. Mm-hmm. Water was pissing in every single hole on the thing. Water was coming in. I'm like, oh god. But kind of like was like, oh, okay, you know. It's not going to be perfect. And then the guy wouldn't take any money off. I remember like counting all the bills on putting it on like the back of his truck. And <laughs> then uh, <laughs> for some reason, I have that memory. Um, yeah. And then drove it back. It was kind of sketchy taking it home like an hour drive, just kind of hooked it up with some random hitch that I had. And then, yes, I ended up selling the cadet in like five minutes. I put it online. Someone, some other sucker bought it. I just sold it at the same price that sorry, I sorry, sorry, whoever it for. that sucker is. Yeah, some suckers. I, I sold to some guy who who had a, a jeep and he wanted to make it like off road, like an well, off road jeep. Some someone before you sold it to some sucker, which that worked out yeah. well for you. And that, you know, it's just yeah, a cycle. they were transparent. It's just a cycle, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but, they so then the bowlers are from this. They're from the seventies. Mm. They made them, they started making them in 1968 oh, cool. and then they built them until I think approximately 1984. So almost oh, 20 years. Cool. Okay. Do you know how old yours is? I think ours is like an 82. Okay. Yeah. You see different versions of them on the highway, like different windows, slightly mm. different doors, but most of the time they're the similar shape. 
And they've got like the um like the inside was pretty standard on them all, hey? Yeah, inside's very standard. That's what's so good about them is that the inside is all very um it's all actually made out of fiberglass. So what mm -hmm. I all I had to do, I did a lot on it, but the the cupboards are stationary and they're molded into the actual mm -hmm. outside of the camper. Um, so all I had to do for all the cupboards was put on new wooden doors and hinges. Um, but the inside, yeah, it's got a four-person eating area that turns into a bed and then a kitchen area with a fridge and a stove and a sink. Um, and then a two-person dining slash couch at the front. So mm -hmm. it's very small. The whole thing is 10 feet on the inside. Um, but I'm like five foot 10 and I can stand up comfortably in it though, which is good and lay down comfortably in the bed wide. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Um, did, how long did the project take you? I got it in, it would have been July, would have been July. I worked on it hard until it got too cold to work on it. Good so job remembering for... our anniversary month. Yes, I'll say. Come yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh man. And then yeah, I worked on it until it got too cold to work on it, parked it for the season. Um, yeah, worked on it until it got too cold. And then uh started working on it again on the spring. And then we actually left on our trip at the end of July. So probably how many months is that? Maybe like six, six months in, in the end. That's pretty six good. Or seven months. Mm -hmm. But like pretty dedicated, was was working on it pretty straight. Emily knows those those days. I was just gonna say, how much involvement did you have him? Um, a little bit. I mean, John's so good at everything, handy. So I wasn't gonna be helpful for most of the areas of it, but I did some of the creative stuff, like sewing curtains. Still not that good at that, but made it work. Sewing cushions on new cushions on the um the benches. Um, what else did I do? There's a backsplash in the kitchen that we decided to put up because it's the wall was all fiberglass before. And so we put mm. up this wooden backsplash and I painted that. Um, I used stencils, but painted that out. And I think that was everything. That was the most part. I do a lot of the- You helped um, me with the most hectic day of the entire project, which was taking the egg off of the frame. The frame. Mm. Yeah, we took the whole egg off. We've never done that since but we took the whole thing off of the frame mm -hmm. and we had to like lift it it's quite heavy but yeah but it's also fiberglass so you have to be careful exactly it's it's pliable yeah um we lifted it onto blocks right and then it was sketch the whole frame and then lifted it back it was so intense yeah that's yeah yeah so i mean i was there as moral support for a lot of it um but yeah, it was a series of, of, of like sort of sort of trying to jack it up and and block it and then like move the jack and then try and slide the frame out from under it. I kind of <laughs> just made it up as I went along, watched some YouTube videos on other people doing it. And it was always kind of like, didn't quite have the same setup. Some people have like chains and they, they actually chain it and lift it hoist right it. off. Yeah. I don't have a hoist. So we did the uh, driveway method and uh, we did it. It didn't fall on the ground. Mm, yeah you would have been a bit stuck then it would have just cracked into pieces wouldn't it i did clean out the whole fridge so the fridge oh the original fridge and john was about to throw it away and then his neighbor convinced him to keep it um it runs on propane mm -hmm. and it can run off of the battery either or yeah 
battery um, or a, yeah. a plug or propane but he wasn't going to keep it and he was going to get a new one and then what did your neighbor say like you got to keep it it's like really good if you can get it to work so yeah they're expensive to replace so we ended yeah. up uh, being able to refurbish it i was able to put a veneer on, on the front of it and it actually looks like pretty good i re-veneered the front and uh, emily cleaned it out it cleaned like the mice out of the back of it Gross. and yeah it, it, it matches all the other wood that we have now so it's pretty clean i can only imagine what a fridge of that age oh, um, yeah. looks like inside that. we also found some old ticket stubs in there to like disneyland and from like like old ticket stubs that's so, kind of cute did yeah. you keep them oh we should have did we keep them no we didn't we did i don't think no, we, we should have but yeah no it's good oh and we did a lot of cleaning of it too so one day my brother was cleaning his boat oh well and... i guess you can kind of jet wash mm, those things out yeah. can't you and so we did a big cleaning day with him that's kind of cool yeah cleaning buff and polish that was kind of like the last yeah the last uh before, before the voyage all the, before all the soft yeah. things went in yeah yeah i bought some plates and all that kind of stuff but yeah the fun part you mean yeah the fun parts and then we went on the road for the, three months with it is that when you that's not when you drove here yeah is it yeah we had planned to do this trip and we didn't know we were going to move to bc when we originally had thought about it we thought it was just going to be like two three month trip and then we thought you know the spring before we left i think it was like may or april maybe it was even june john calls me when i'm in england visiting family and he says we should just move to bc and I was like, I agree. <laughs> we should just move to BC. So we basically told our parents, you know, our bowler trip is going to end in BC and we're going to live there. And yeah. The rest is history. The rest is history. Here we are. That's pretty cool. Um, Did you enjoy doing up the bowler? I loved it. Yeah, it was a great, it was a, it was a super satisfying um, project because it wasn't really that difficult. It was just effort, you mm -hmm. know? It's not like, the most complicated thing ever you're just okay. kind of cleaning and making things waterproof i mean it was definitely a ton of work but it's there's something satisfying of like screwing something shiny to something that is existing <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean like putting a door handle on a piece of wood or you know making a, a door making like a cupboard door or um i had a good time learning and designing the uh, electrical system um that powers it all up that was cool because i I don't normally wire things with batteries, so I had to research and kind of figure out how to how to make the whole thing operate on DC voltage, uh, which is like kind of standard issue for campers. Mm. Um, but I'm an electrician and uh, I do AC stuff, so it's actually quite a bit different. Um, so that was that was a pretty neat part of the project was being able to kind of incorporate um, like making it pretty slick electrically. So I kind of went overkill and um, <laughs> <laughs> did, made it do quite a bit of stuff. And it not necessarily it doesn't really need to do all of the things that I wired up on it, but are good to good to have in a pinch. Like I, kinda, I made it deal. That's kind of fun though. Yeah, I was going to say, because obviously you're an electrician by trade and therefore um, I was wondering what that side of it was like. See, this just means when I eventually, when Matt and I eventually get ours, um, we'll come knocking 
Oh yeah. On John your likes for to like Hayden pizza or you know, <laughs> you guys up. I think before you guys even buy one, you should probably take ours for a spin or something. Yeah, tested, take tested a sleep out. in it, you, yeah. you know, try to clean some dishes. Make a that's true. Make you like some craft dinner in the stove. Yeah. You can get really yeah. creative with your meals though, because there's a stove top. So it's not like you're like full on camping. Yeah. You still got the stove, the fridge, all those things and a big pantry. We we had it dialed on our three month trip. Like we had this extra storage where we put extra stuff and then we pull that out every once in a while. And um but yeah, it's uh it's tight, tight quarters. I guess when you did that though, you didn't have Ziggy. No, and we were living outside a lot of the time because it was the summer. Yeah, I was going to say, so obviously most evenings and stuff, you just hang out outside, yeah. don't you? Yeah, we were just sleeping it. Which, that's kind of really lovely, though. Mm-hmm. It was very, very nice. But, John, what was the most frustrating part of working on the it? The most frustrating part? Oh. Um, I think so I know the what way... you're saying, but we'll see. Well, I I think the, the most hectic part was definitely pulling the frame off safely. That was actually pretty wild. Um, but I think when I was most frustrated was when I installed the window seals for the front and back, and then I installed them with the seal. There's like a, a seal that needs to be installed into the rubber that kind of spreads it out, but I installed that on the inside and not the outside. So once I had the whole thing finished, it took me like 10 hours. Cause I didn't know what the hell I was doing and it leaked. They both leaked because mm. I did it on the wrong side. So I was pretty pissed and I needed to like pull the seal, take the windows, pop them, spin the seals around the other way and then redo the whole process again on both sides. So that, that day was like, I was probably out there for like 16 hours or something like installing these, these window seals. Oh, there's nothing that was the more annoying when you do something like that. It's like building Ikea furniture wrong, but oh my God, 10, 10 times that. <laughs> yeah that would be okay well that was a good lesson learned I suppose yeah it's kind of part of that whole um measure twice cut once thing I suppose isn't it yeah yeah but John is so dedicated that I would have just said oh I'll fix it tomorrow but John will just keep going the same day yeah until he's done and he won't eat and he won't sleep and he just will finish it which is admirable it's a problem and a problem at the same time <laughs> yeah I was gonna say you're definitely that kind of person maybe that's why you're an electrician because you have that level of like detail you know mm-hmm. that's fine yeah that's beneficial I think for certain things in my life other detrimental in others <laughs> for sure um speaking of other like things that you do I learned a new word just before mm. um because I learned that you are a luthier I told her my father's response to this word and Suze laughed being British herself. So you might need to explain before. I think you should. Before anybody makes yeah. assumptions as to what that is. Yeah, luthier. It's a it's a stringed instrument maker. So I wouldn't say I'm a luthier anymore, but I've been, I've worked as a luthier uh, as like a kind of enthusiast hobbyist. Um, so what I did was make... Um, a few acoustic guitars which is pretty so awesome made... and very i would say it's pretty niche for a hobby for sure mm-hmm. you should put retired luthier on your instagram profile you should totally put that um how did you get into doing that um you know it actually started from uh, my mom 
found a newspaper uh, ad and then it was like a clipping. <laughs> and that my my teacher, before I even know who he was, he put an ad in the in the newspaper in the Oakville Beaver. And uh, oh, my God, mom like cut it out, showed it to me. It was pretty classic. I was like 16 at the time. And she, uh, yeah, she showed me this newspaper clipping and it was going to be for a kind of an open house at a pub. And uh, Doug, the teacher that I ended up working with, um, he he put together a little kind of community event and he was showing his guitars and he wanted to get more people kind of into it and he wanted to teach um, some new students. Um, so we went. It was on like a Saturday or something like that. Um, walked around the bar. There was guitars everywhere set up and he uh, I met him. I was super excited uh, because I'd been doing carpentry for two years um, before that in, in uh, high school. Um, so I met him, I was stoked. I saw all his guitars. I saw some other like local guitar makers as well that had their stuff. And even one of his students was there with his guitar. I was finished. Um, and he was pretty, pretty excited that, uh, I was interested because it's a lot, kind of like an old dude thing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of old guys, a lot of retired uh, people, not, not fully, but like, it's, it's not like that common that you see like someone interested in it who's like 16. Mm -hmm. So he was excited that I was interested and we basically had a little handshake deal there. And he said, let's like, let's do this, this fall, let's start. And you can come, come start coming to my place and I can start teaching you. Uh, so I think that was summertime. And then I started working with him in the fall and that's the kind of like the season where you start, uh, working on guitars. Who knew there was a season? Tis the season. So you've always obviously been very crafty. Yes. Need to make things. And Suze was curious, um, if you actually play guitars as well. I used to be addicted to playing guitar. I used to play guitar yeah. so much. I, I learned when I was 10, my older brother taught me for probably like a year. And then I started getting lessons from his teacher. Um, and then he taught me from 11 years old to like, I guess, 18, 17, when I finished high school. And then I, I kept playing and then I started building when I was 16 and then eventually the building kind of overweighed the playing and then I stopped playing and kept building uh so it's a bit of a like my life is a bit of a battle for like where I put my creativity and mm. some things will will pop up and other things will kind of dwindle but never never really die but I just like doing what um I don't know what I'm enjoying doing at the time. So what is it now? What is the go-to thing right now? I would say the go-to thing right now is um, probably, uh, <laughs> probably getting to know my dog and being able to work on training with him. I was going to say it's probably like the... that is Newt just appears on the screen. Yeah, I would <laughs> say, no, that's like my current passion, which is okay. kind of weird, but. No, that's cool though. Cause that's a, that's a lot of work as well. It's a ton of work. And it's also like what's taking up the most time in your life. And like, do you have the time to do mm -hmm. a specific hobby? You know, that's, that's like all encompassing, like, like building a guitar, for example, it's, it's mm -hmm. very, very much like taking up all your creative time. Mm -hmm. 
That's cool though. Mm-hmm. I like that. So when I met John, I was vegan and I was pretty hardcore vegan. I was doing it for environmental reasons and I worked for the Vegetarian Association in Toronto, running one of the largest vegan festivals in North oh my God, America. Of course you did. I know. I just the fact that I, the fact that you're not still vegan does legit amaze me. I know. Well, um, my body wanted meat, so here we are. <laughs> here we are. Um, but at the time, John was either I can't remember the timeline whether you were kind of just coming out of leather working, but that was another thing oh. when I met him. And he's like, oh, well, I I make things out of leather. And I was like, oh, I wear fake leather if I'm going to wear leather. <laughs> but I wasn't kind of into that, but I also didn't really mind too much. But now I have some nice leather. I was going to say, you have some beautiful things. Oh, I've yeah, I've like. got some nice leather things from John. But when did that journey start? That probably started, I was probably like 20, I'd say, when that okay. started. Yeah, I was like a third term apprentice I remember and uh yeah I wanted a I wanted a leather bag (laughs) I I don't know why I wanted it I think I wanted it to kind of rip around on my bike or something like that and I remember looking at them on the internet being like oh shit these bags are like 500 bucks for a bag something like something nice like I didn't want it to be just some bullshit bag I wanted it to be solid and at that time I well, still, I want things that are kind of solid and that are going to last a long time. So then I thought, well, shit, maybe I can make this thing. So I kind of researched that and then did some old YouTube. Found, that's what we do. Yeah, a little bit. of I don't know if I even really YouTube did. I just, <laughs> back I just in the day. like, I suppose, yeah, back in the day. <laughs> uh, and then went I found to the library that, and got out a book. Encyclopedia of leatherworking. <laughs> Leather tinkering. Yeah, so I found a place that sold stuff. So I drove there, checked out the leather, found out that it's pretty straightforward. You just need a few things. So for like a few hundred bucks, I bought some leather, bought some tools, just like some basic tools at that time. And then um, just like locked myself in my workshop for like a whole weekend. And then I came out after like two, it's probably two and a half days. I had a bag. <laughs> and it was like the first thing I ever made. <laughs> you still have and it? I, I still have it. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. I've got um, it here. What's the favorite thing or what's the standout thing that you've made since? Probably something that I, I really like, but it's because it's just as used well and I see it every day is Emily's purse that I made her. I really like that. Yeah, that's pretty. It's like a tote bag. We were in New York together a long time ago. And I found this nice leather tote bag that I really liked. And John was like, well, I can make that. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And so. Is that how it happened? Yeah. And it was probably another year that I went took by. took some pictures of it? Or I think you actually, because you made it when I was in Cambodia for a few months. And then I came back and there was this bag and it was beautiful. And it is beautiful and still. And you still use it. Yeah. I still I use it almost every day. Yeah. And it fits. He's also made a laptop case. That yeah. My laptop fits See, not too. That slips in there. Um, but yeah, it's great. And I was so nervous the first few times I used it because I got some scratches on it. And then John was like, well, that's how you, that's how, that's how leather patina yeah. like, that's how, but I was nervous that I had ruined it. I think I even yeah, got, you got like oil some oil on, on it. it. Yeah. You got some like oil car. off your bike or yeah. whatever it was. I'm like, this is going to be, this is a non-issue. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it's a good job. You weren't a vegan by that point. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like, all blended in. What you could have been missing out yeah. on. 
um do you still like what kind of things do you tend to make is it something that obviously I know you said that you spend a lot of time now like with Ziggy and doing all the dog training obviously you have your you know your job um what kind of thing are you doing these days in terms of um tinkering with the leather little projects anything in particular um yeah, I've done a few. I've done a, actually a few dog collars. I'm going to be making your collar very soon. That's going to yes, be fun. Yes, Newt is getting his own leather collar. That's exciting. He's going to look beautiful. He's going to look really good. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to make my neighbor a couple collars for her. She's got a couple little wee dogs as well. So I'm going to try and do all those at the same time. Um, I kind of want to design Emily a new bag, maybe something a little bigger um, that can handle kind of just more stuff but not too bulky kind of keep it on the same theme so that'll be fun travel travel version i found a new found a new place that sells uh sells leather in new west so we can go there and kind of like pick a hide and like kind of design the bag around that that's very nice See, that's very artisanal. Mm-hmm. John's yeah. done a lot of wallets too and belt. People. Oh, that's right. I've seen some of the wallets that you've done. Yeah, those are nice. Those are cool because they're like kind of timeless. Like once once you have one of those, it's like they're just going to last basically forever unless you like burn it or something crazy yeah. like that. Like that's I actually really like that when I see friends that I haven't seen for a while or I forgot that I like got them a wallet and then they show me the wallet and it's it's like eight years old and they're still using it every day and it, it hasn't aged at all like it just oh, that's is, pretty cool they kind of reach a point where they're like that's why i'm excited for newt's collar because it's literally going to be the only collar he ever has well luna the dog who's with john right now she's had her collar almost her whole life she's still wearing it well yeah yeah her collar is seven years old and it's old, looking yeah. honestly yeah pretty good i love how leather ages and i love mm. how leather i have a thing for how leather smells i think it mm. smells amazing yeah it's nice like when you go into a leather shop oh so good you should come you should come when we go to that that leather store and i just uh, walk around doing that like, thing where i just like stroke everything because <laughs> i'm like oh wouldn't this be nice wouldn't this be nice so i've got a random random a very random thing that i can i'm totally gonna give you um it's a piece of fish leather oh sweet it's only small mm-hmm. uh, and it's interesting um but i, Can I make anything out of it or is it like just to like put somewhere technically you could make whatever you wanted with it um but i tanned it myself oh wow um but i don't know what to do with it so <laughs> i think our friend tried to make a drum out of fish leather did he not yeah james he like yeah. wrapped he wrapped something in in fish leather. I don't. It was like the back of a a funky instrument, some kind of stringed instrument. It ends up taking on the most amazing pattern. Yeah, because it like it really brings out the pattern of the scales, mm, and it looks really cool. Beautiful. Um, but and it feels just like leather. Mm-hmm. But like, what am I going to do with it? Also, the nice thing is, over time, it loses its fishy smell, mm-hmm. which is nice because I like the smell of leather, but not fish leather yeah yeah that's true like yeah i need to see it you'll have to show it to i'll me. show it to you yeah yeah i've never even seen fish leather before i'll um yeah i'll um well em can bring it back tonight mm-hmm. okay I'll yeah bring it back to you yeah um before we wrap things up i thought it would be interesting to ask second last question here shoot um because you have we've gone through all of your artisanal crafts <laughs> that you enjoy doing 
where does that come from in your family? Do you think? I think it comes from my, or I, I know it comes, it definitely uh, comes from my mom. She's uh, she's always been very creative. She's uh, she plays guitar, um, which is like kind of an outlet for her and creativity. She's paints. Mm -hmm. um, growing up my whole life, she would cross stitch, um, which if you don't know what that is, it's basically you have a piece of like fabric that has a pattern on it, like like cross it, like um, it's hard to describe, but just this kind of fabric, and then you can weave a needle through it, and then just create patterns and symbols and stuff. And is it nerdy so, that I know it's called Ada? Really, that's yeah. the name of the fabric. Is that is that what the fabric's called? Oh, okay, you know more than me. Yeah. So that was are, always. You are speaking to an ex cross stitcher. Mm -hmm. Ex, mm -hmm. both retired. Well, so I'm also retired from one of my trades. My mom is gonna just love hearing this, but she cross stitch still does like she's been cross stitching for ever and there was always cross stitch in the house she made this uh this giant giant cross stitch of uh of like five five wolves it's actually very large it's like 40 inches wide by oh. like 36 inches high it's it's massive it, it took her like done cross stitch i know what that's like i know the work it took her like 15 years yeah or something to, to basically do this because she used to ha have to put it down and, and well, like come thing, back like, you to can it. Pick it up, put it down, and you can. This one was it. so big; it was it was such a commitment, and like she'd lose steam on it and, and build it up again, and and now it's been done for probably ten years, and it's it's absolutely amazing. So, That's very cool. and now now she's been really getting into painting, uh, which is awesome to see uh, to see her kind of grow through that. So yeah, it definitely comes from my mom. Um, That's cool. That's very cool. Um, it kind of leads into a question that I randomly came in that came in my head when you asked that. Um, is there any kind of crafts or anything that you want to try that you haven't tried yet? I think something that I've been thinking about a little more is like working with pottery. Um, but there's a couple of like it's kind of limited. Like you have to go to a place. You can't quite do it yourself unless you kind of get you know, you really get into it and get the equipment. Yeah. Um, but it's not hard to do a class. I think that would be fun. Yeah, maybe oh, maybe Christmas pottery. Christmas present idea right there. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I've always wanted to try that too. My hands aren't as steady as John's, but I've, um, mine I've, would be I've tried it abstract. on a wheel at some yeah. point and it was an absolute disaster. Mm. But it is... Um, it is one of the I just I love the certain pottery that I think ends up looking so yes. beautiful and when yes. people find like their own style mm -hmm. um that would be very cool you should totally try that I'd love to see what yeah. you ended up creating and you too um I mean <laughs> <laughs> who knows I mean maybe it will be one thing that I'll be better at than John but I think again, yeah. with pottery it's kind of like it's it's um unique to the individual oh, so totally. I don't think you can say whether it's better or worse it's just abstract or it looks like something. Yeah, it looks like, something. <laughs> it looks like what you intend to make. It's a mug. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be cool. Making making like a coffee mug, that would be very satisfying. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I would need to do a bunch of it, but if like making like one item yeah. that was used a lot, I think that'd be pretty cool. I appreciate different size bowls. I think bowls would be interesting. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, salad bowl or even just like a little bowl where you put your essential oils in it or, you know, I would like to do bowls. Bowls. There we go. <laughs> bowls. Um, Emily loves bowls. I love bowls. John's like, why are there bowls sitting on the mantle with all this random crystals and crap? And we didn't do crystals, Emily. Yeah. What you eat food out of is is very specific. Like you like. 
Oh, your... that's that's not just an Emily thing. I like buying bowls that are cool that are different than all our other bowls, and I eat meals. <laughs> that's no, I would say <laughs> yeah. that's I have some of that kind of thing yeah. too. They're individuals. They're not. They're like one or two of a kind. And on purpose, yeah. like that's always nice though. It is, and I'm like, oh, here's my special plate. Here's my special bowl. My special mug. And then you find a new one a few yeah. months or years yeah. later, and you're like, this is the second special one. Mm. And you want a big teacup, but only half filled. Yeah, yeah, I can't handle the full tea especially right before bed. So we wow. fill it up halfway. So good. I know. So <laughs> I should obviously make a little mug, but then I'd have to fill it. But anyway, and you'd probably spill it too walking around. So you got a little yeah, protection but it's kind there. of nice hugging the mug. Yes. Yes. Um, like you'd probably spill it walking around. I feel like when John describes this, it's like he lives with a child. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 all right let's wrap this up. making our bag making our bag to keep our toys in yeah. when yeah. to keep her occupied when she's out and about and keep, her, make keep a, her snacks in make so a when... custom uh custom clay sippy cup lid for this That's new coffee mean. cup yeah, two, oh, handles. Stop, stop. two handles i did get hangry when i was in my traffic jam though but yeah good job yeah. you came and had some food um okay we have our final question for you john um which is lay it on me i Mm-hmm. don't know what the answer will be to this one okay go okay i'm curious then um we always ask our guests to share something about yourself that let's say the majority of people wouldn't know about you okay oh i was i was mulling about this question <laughs> to be honest emily kind of laid it on me earlier i mean i do think it's the kind of question a person needs a bit of thinking time we do like to warn our guests that we might ask that question yeah i was kind of i had a i had a silly one that came to me earlier come on and uh i was gonna say that i get belly button lint every day (laughs) okay follow-up question follow-up question is it blue it's often it's very often blue which is (laughs) Which is weird because my shirts aren't always blue. Why did you ask? <laughs> because Matt also gets blue belly button. <laughs> <laughs> to anyone listening, if you get blue belly button lint, you're not alone. No, you're not. I don't know. I don't know if everybody gets belly button lint, but I don't get I belly button do. lint. But I also don't have a hairy belly button. That's what we it came down. To so I'd imagine it's because you have a hairy belly button. Right, that's and that it like my... catches it catches the the yeah. lint. It's it and it rolls it in, it in a nice little ball and it just tucks it in there. It dies blue. <laughs> no, well, it's because I think it's because the majority of clothes people wear are in fact blue. Yeah, or they have a blue thread woven within. Yeah, or something like that maybe. Um, yeah. You okay? We are a belly button lint kind of guy. Emotion, Emily. That's did me. You know this about John? I did actually. I didn't know about the blue one, blue part. <laughs> But you asked that question, but I did know that we were chatting about it the other day. Nice, classy, classy, yeah. John. Love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't... He wanted to make me feel better about my sippy cup. Oh, did he? Yeah, that's cute. Maybe. I don't think he cared. No. Um. Well, John, I loved learning more about your artisanal um background and. Uh, I kind of want you to start doing some pottery because I want to see what comes of that because I think that'll be pretty cool because I've seen some of the other stuff you've done and it's all very beautiful and very cool. But the fun thing with pottery is it can go a bit wild in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that would be really cool. There you go, Emily. I think that's a good present idea for Christmas. I could see John also doing like glass blowing or something. Ooh, Matt wanted to do Ooh. that at university. Yeah. yeah, it'd be cool. I've always wanted to blow a Christmas bauble. Oh, that would be interesting. That's a very make, like think... a make a knife or something. That would be cool. Oh, that would be interesting. Forge. Yeah. yeah. Mm, well, all the you've things. got decades ahead of you. So yeah, you should do some blacksmith stuff. That could be cool. We'll probably have to move. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's true. That's really true. Our one bedroom apartment is not suitable for these activities. We need not, a barn. Not yeah. suitable for any barn. of these things. You yeah. absolutely need a full-on barn. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, especially blacksmithing. That's very funny. Um. Okay. Well, thank you, John. I love that. That was great. It was great. Thank you for joining. And, You're uh, welcome. Thanks for, for sharing your new haircut. Yeah. I'm Loved feeling good. New hair, you knew you. I think John might be a bit cooler than you, Emily. I know that. This I'm, is so- I'm sorry to say. I yeah, think, I think but he did give you an good. excellent hint as to a Christmas or birthday gift idea. I know. I know. I see. I have his birthday gift idea already in mind, but a Christmas gift, that could be good. It could be a cool thing for you both to do together. Yeah, and he said he's not going to listen to this, so maybe he won't hear that I have it in mind. But it would be a cool. That would be a nice one, though. Yeah, I think it would be good. Yeah, I didn't actually know that about him. Mm, I it's I always think um when people turn their hand to something like pottery, you never know what's going to happen. You never know what you're going to end up seeing. No, no. And I think it's one of those things where people who are good at it make it look so easy. Mm-hmm. And then when you try and have a go at it, it's just a, well, for me, it was, it's just a complete disaster. I know fine. Well, my friend um in the UK, Ollie, um, she sent me a, um, last year when I was going through surgery and stuff. She, I think it was that, or maybe it was before that for my birthday. I can't remember, but she sent me like a sculpting, like a clay kit mm-hmm. that you could do. The idea is you can do it at home. You get like two like blocks of clay um, and you get like some tools and things and it's, like instructions and not like how to do a specific thing but like some brief instructions as to how you can do it um and it was the worst thing you've ever seen in your entire life like I had this image in my head I was like I'm gonna make um a plant pot like just a little plant pot um and I want it to have like a face and I want it to have little legs that like hang over the windowsill um Mm -hmm. and then little arms so I like I had it in like in my head. It was like, oh, that's gonna look really cute. Um, and something ended up happening whilst I was making it. And for some reason, the pot part just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But the legs were tiny and the arms were tiny. And it was the most <laughs> thing you have ever seen in your entire life. I I literally threw it out. Once it hardened, I threw like yeah, I threw it out. Wow. It, it was embarrassing. Like I don't even she, there might be she might have a photo of it somewhere because I obviously sent her a photo, but it's a known thing that uh, um, it, it gets brought up every now and then as to the absolute disaster that I created. That's so funny. <laughs> Guaranteed John will instantly do a significantly better job with his eyes closed. Oh, he'll probably make something epic. I have no doubt. I want... Um, see, these. Are, if he gets into all this stuff, you got like instant like birthdays and Christmas presents for like ever, you know? Yeah, absolutely. At one point with his leather working, he really wanted to get into shoemaking. And I think oh, wow. he did, like his grandfather had these lasts of shoes. Yeah. Um, 
and he yeah he I think he took a workshop this was maybe before we met of on course how to do he did. it and yeah and I don't know there was a great um workshop in Toronto I think he took but anyways he never got into it but I could see him he's fixed a few pair of leather shoes but I think I could see him doing that in the future too he just kind of dabbles in and out depending on how he's feeling but um but yeah I I loved during the episode that he had no one will know this that's listening but he had two dogs two big <laughs> dogs hanging out right beside him cuddling up with him while he was talking he's like it was I got home last night and he was like yeah it was just so chill they were just lying there so Luna and Zig were also guests on the podcast last night too yeah we had we had Newt accidentally lick yeah. the mute button as well on yeah that could have that could have been a disaster if I hadn't noticed yeah Newt almost muted us so well, he, he muted and then unmuted himself yeah with his tongue it's pretty impressive <laughs> <laughs> He was like, you guys need to just shut up now. Yeah, totally. Um, well, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. I thought it was really fun to talk to John. And I didn't know what it would be like because I don't think John's ever really done like an interview like that. No, that's fun. That's cool. Mm. Well, that's the thing. That's the nice thing about like, and I think one of the reasons why we wanted to do this, it's it's just talking to people who, you know, are just ordinary humans, but turns out you know everyone's doing something kind of cool behind closed doors or um and aren't necessarily publicizing stuff like john like you say could totally have a full-on influencer account and all this stuff but he doesn't and mm-hmm. therefore unless you're like close friends and family you wouldn't know that he you know does all of these things um and they're really beautiful things and they look so professional and it's um it's clearly a, a love of of the crafts you know so um, I think it's really cool talking to people who maybe they've never done anything like this before and that kind of thing, which, um, you know, maybe maybe there's people out there listening who maybe they've got something cool to share. Yeah, absolutely. Reach out to us if you do. Uh, we'll definitely share and tag John in our social posts for this week. Our mm-hmm. handle is at Unveiling the Ordinary and um, you'll get to see some of his work um, on Instagram as well. He has his guitar making, his leather working, um, and some of the other stuff that he's done on there. So, um, and mostly stuff about Ziggy, the dog now, because that's his, as he said, his current project is the dog, which is amazing. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Awesome. Cool. Well, talk soon, Em. Talk soon. Bye.